This song, this song has its origination in an Old Testament story where David, as the king, was serving God with all that he had and all that he could do. But the enemy came in and stole away all of God's glory and all of God's things. And David had a choice of what he could do. He could say, well, that's just the way it is. That's the way things happen in this old day. How many of you ever kind of done that same thing? Let the world just smack on you, beat you down, and say, and you at the end of the day, you say, well, that's just the way it is today. But David said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to go back and get what's God's and what's mine. I'm taking back what the enemy stole from me. So in our lives and in our day, we need to not accept defeat, but take back what God has given us and get back what God's given us and rejoice and get back your song, your dance, your joy. Don't let the devil take it from you. It's yours. Get it back. I hope that you like this little song, and we'll see what happens. Well, I'm taking it back. I'm taking back. Everything the devil stole from me, I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Everything the devil stole from me, taking back my song. city called Ziklag. And while he was gone, the enemy came and stole everything he had. But David encouraged himself in the Lord and he said, I made up my mind. I'm going down back to his camp and I'm taking back what's mine. I'm taking it back. I'm taking back. Everything the devil stole from me, I'm taking it back. I'm Everything the devil stole from me, taking back my song, my dance, my joy, my peace. I'm taking it back. Everything the devil stole from me. Now I must say, as I'm up here, I don't think a lot of you're taking anything back. I think you're just letting the devil have it. Doesn't it tell us to enter into his case with thanksgiving and joy and praise? Put outside what's happened this past week. Get in here and enjoy what God's given us this week. Because this verse applies. Well, we all know that Satan only comes to rob and destroy. I admit there have been times like you. He's taken away all my joy. But I'm serving notice on the devil today. His kingdom is under attack. I'm on my way down to his camp and I'm taking everything back. I'm taking it back. I'm taking back. Everything the devil stole from me, I'm taking it back. I'm taking back. Everything the devil stole from me, taking back my song. My song, my dance, my joy, my peace, I'm taking it back. Everything the devil stole from me, I'm taking it back. Everything the devil stole from me, I'm taking it back. Everything the devil stole from me, taking back my song, my dance, my joy, my peace. I'm 
the back of the book today and we win I was excited when I got done reading it he is going to come and he said with a, his tongue like a sword and wipe out everything that's that's been going wrong and we're going to get to worship with him at the marriage supper of the lamb and be with him forever while he takes everybody else all the enemy Satan he called him about four or five names because that's what he is and puts him into the bottomless pit Never more to be remembered. Hallelujah. Taking it back. I search for peace among the shadows dark and lonely. I'd given up on finding that strong and lasting love. I tasted all the things that sin could think to offer me. But today I feast on manna from above. He is here. Thank you. 
Um, so Chris talked about testimonies this morning uh, in Sunday school. Sunday school is great. If you don't come, please come. Um, but uh, this song is a huge part of my testimony um, and God's faithfulness. So. Your goodness is running out. 
to the questions, the fears, and the whys. Somebody here is desperate for freedom from the past, the chains, and the lies. Feel like you've wasted so much time Wanna move ahead but you're still last in line Feel like you're running will never end and you will never win I don't
get that out of my head. Oh, he's worthy of it all. Oh, for from you are all things. <laughs> and to you are all things. <laughs> Only you deserve the glory. Are you thinking about that, folks? For from him are all things. And to him, he's the creator. The opposite of God. <laughs> That's death. It's pure death. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus is worthy of it all. Oh, he's worthy of it all. All my sin, all my sorrow. Oh, he's worthy of it all. For from him is all things, and to him is all things. Only he deserves the glory. Oh, you 
I don't think you're getting it yet, folks. <laughs> oh, he's worthy of it all. <laughs> I don't care what you're going through. Oh, for from him is all things. Oh, and to him is all things. Only he deserves the glory. Oh, he's worthy. He's worthy of it all. He's worthy, Lord. He's worthy of it all. From you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to remember Dakota, his request was that we pray for the little children. They don't carry the burdens that Sometimes we get to an age and we realize we've come to that place. But see, God knows what brings us to him. He knew what would bring Dakota to him, and he knows what bring, brought me to him. He knows what brought you to him. He knows the depths of your soul, the depths of your heart. And I want to uh, thank him for his mercy and his faithfulness and his grace today. I know that there's a, it's a little bit different service. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm not here to impress you with anything. I just want to talk to you about something that I know God put on my heart. Today, I'm glad to see Jim and Connie here. They've been out for a long time. And I praise God that he's been through surgery. Uh, I think he wants to get back to where he was and Jim, you're not as young as you used to be, and you ain't never going to get back there. <laughs> you have to accept that, uh, but I know God will help him. He's been, uh, he's been climbing out of it, and I thank God for them. It's good to see the crowd today. If you're here and you're, you're not a regular here, and you're somebody that maybe you wandered in here, you don't know why you're here, you don't know what's going on in the church, Sometimes I think to myself, we talk of other churches or other places. I don't have no criticism, no put down of anybody else. I'm not here to, to badger anybody, but I want you to understand something. You're not here by accident, and you're not here to hear our doctrine. You know, I can tell you we're full gospel assembly. I can tell you what we believe. I can tell you... And you can pretty well sit in a service and figure out whether you agree or you don't agree, like or you dislike. I went to Asbury Tabernacle, and they had things that uh, probably not everybody agreed with. But can I tell you something? I grew up there knowing that Jesus was in the house, knowing that the presence of God and the conviction of the Spirit of God was there. Now, I'm not saying all of that to make you uh, get your attention necessarily about anything other than this. God is stalking to somebody already today. God knows exactly where your heart is. Understand this. Somewhere in your life, you, me, and every one of us, you have to turn around and drop the axe. 
I made up my mind I believe in God. I made up my mind I believe this gospel of Jesus Christ. I made up my mind he is the gift of the heavenly father. And I will worship him. I will serve him. I may struggle. I may fall down a hundred times. But I have made up my mind. I've got to live for God. I can't live in this world without him. Without him, I have no tomorrow. Did you know every one of us are on our way to dying? Do you know death is right around the corner? You might be here and you might be close to 90 years old, or you may be here and you might be close to 9 years old. But can I tell you, you're on the same path, and the same path that God knew that we had put ourselves in, God has made provision. Now, I'm going to talk to you about something today. I want you to turn to Exodus, if you will, the third chapter. I'm going to hit on three places in the scripture that I want you to hear because they're hard to understand. They're hard for me to explain them to you. But I want you to hear them because they're most important today. They're most important for what God has said. And you know what? We can, we can figure it out and think we live in a different generation. Oh, we don't do things like they used to do. How many knows God never changes. How many knows God's still the same? The same God that created man in the Garden of Eden is the same God that sits on the same throne. And you know what? You either come to his way or you'll find yourself on the outside looking in. And I want you to hear that because, see, you live your life the way you feel like you want to live, and you do it your way all your life. But I'm going to tell you, the day's going to come when you need God, and you need everything that he has supplied. He sang the song, and he kept saying, all things, all things, all things. I want to tell you something. There ain't nothing going on in your life God don't know about. He knows about all things, and he sees all things, and he knows where you're at and where you need to be. And he's on a mission to get you there. You may not see yourself there. You may say, I don't know if I need God or not. I don't want to act like somebody else. You don't have to act like nobody. Be like him. Learn who he is. Find out what God is saying to you. Because God will speak to every Christian, every Every person that wants to hear his voice. I want you to turn to Exodus, the third chapter. I want you to look at verse 13. This is God speaking to Moses. He's calling him to go to Pharaoh to, to let my people go. You've heard the story, saw the movie. Verse 12, there's one little bitty passage in verse 12 that says, Certainly I will be with thee. How many knows? When God tells you to do something and you don't want to do it, you'll do what Moses did. You'll start giving him all excuses why you can't do it. And you know what? Don't look at me like you ain't never done that. I'm going to tell you something. If you do anything for God, you'll find yourself God telling you to do some stuff that you don't feel qualified. You don't feel adequate. You don't feel good enough. But all of a sudden, God pulls you right through that door and says, I want you right there and I want you to speak to me. Speak about me. And you'll say, I can't do it, God. I'm not good enough. I'm not words. My words don't come out like everybody else. I don't say it clear enough. I'm going to tell you something, other. 
from the little children. Jesus said, they'll come unto me like a little child. We have to become little children. Adults, you have to come like a little child to come to Jesus. You ain't going to get there no other way. If you're waiting for him to account you worthy, you ain't worthy. You will never be. Only in him. He says in verse 13, And Moses said to God, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel and shall say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they shall say to me, Moses telling God, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Moses said. And God said to Moses, I am, listen to me, I am that I am. Now I want you to hear this because you've heard it all your life. But sometimes we go right on past what God has revealed something greatly important. You know God has spoken some things to me that was personal. And when he spoke it personal, guess what? It ain't never left me. What God has said to me personally, he may not count you to say that. He may count you to say something else to you. But I can have memories in my mind where I know that God has spoke to me about something. And he's told me, believe me. Believe what I'm showing you and believe what I'm telling you. Well, God has been dealing with the children of Israel and they've been in bondage and Abraham was the father of them and Abraham was told that he would, they would go into bondage for 400 years. So already the story's there and how many knows who he was before this? He was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Throughout the book of Genesis, which Moses wrote, you're now looking at Moses as first starting. God has finally called him. He's probably around 80 years old. He's 40 years. Then he went over into the uh, backside of the mountain, and that's where they saw the burning bush. And God is speaking to him right here, telling him to go and set my people free from Pharaoh. But here, God opens a door to Moses. And I want you to hear it because it's important today. I am that I am. What was God saying to him? He said, what do I tell him your name is? I am, God said, that I am. What does that tell you? Number one, I am means I'm now. I'm not just yesterday. I'm not just tomorrow. I am. So what God is saying to him, my new name is I'm eternal. How many hears that? I'm eternal. Hear what I'm telling you, Moses. I'm eternal. I'm from all the way before it ever started to all the way when it all ends. I am that I am. How many hears what I just said? Get this in your, in your head. Get it in your mind. Get it in your heart. Because you need to go past is there other gods or is there only one God? Is that one God just the God of the Jewish people? Is that who we serve? No, he is the I am. Now I want to tell you something. You've got to get a hold of it. It's bigger than what we've looked at. It's greater than what we've ever thought of. I am. I am also says one more thing. I don't change. Listen to me. God's character don't change. 
ever since he made man, did you know God don't have to change because he's already there. He's perfect. He's eternal and he's unchangeable. So what makes you think we're supposed to do it any different than what God set it up to do? What makes you think that this generation is any different than any generation? We're supposed to believe God. We're supposed to, the church, God's people are supposed to believe him. He gave us all things. He's provided all things. But he declares to Moses, I am that I am. You go back and tell the children of Israel that's been in bondage for 400 years, they can't seem to get their mind wrapped around that God still knows them. God still called them. He still appointed them his people. But he heard their cry. And he said, you go back and tell them, I am that I am has spoke this to you. I am eternal and I change not. Praise God. He goes on to say, I am that I am, he said. And he said, thus shalt thou say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. And God said moreover to Moses, thou shalt say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has sent me to you, and this is my name forever. And this is my memorial to all generations. I am has been opened up to all of us. I don't know if you know, know this or not. God is speaking a great word there. God is saying, I've given myself a new name. I'm revealing myself a new name to you that I am. Don't look at me as somebody that's just the head of your uh, father Abraham. Don't look at me as somebody that, listen, God brought about the flood of Noah. God found grace in the eyes of Noah. God saw all of the things that happened before. And God is God. He don't never change. Hear what I'm telling you. All of our life, God has been teaching us. I became a Christian as a teenager. Can I tell you something? I'm learning a little bit every day. But every once in a while, God will just smack me in the face with something. And he'll say, get it, boy, get it. And he gets me excited about it. And he gets me ex ex excited enough to speak about it. And when I began to read that, I began to see God opened up Moses to understand who he really was. I am that I am. Do you believe he is who he is today? You know what? You're going to have to make up your mind. Quit looking at this world. Quit looking at doubts and fears and all of the scary things that's happening in our world. And, oh, it's all going to end bad. And now America's in trouble. And Israel's in trouble. Let me tell you something. The I am still in charge. And he's great. And he is mighty. Great I am is who he is. 102nd Psalm says this. Verse 12. And thou, O Lord, shall endure forever, and thy remembrance to all generations. On down in uh, Psalm 102, you look at verse 25. Psalm 102, 25. 
Of old hast thou laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thy hands. They shall perish. How many knows what God has made will perish? You know this earth and this heaven will perish as it is. Here's what I'm saying. Here, listen to me. Listen to what these words are. God made them all, but they're going to perish. They're under the curse. They're under the fall of man. But it says, they shall perish, verse 26, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment as a vesture. They, uh, shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. Praise God. I don't know about you, but God declares himself to be forever. He declares himself that I'm eternal. Every time you come to me with your problem, guess what? I'm eternal. That's what God is saying to us. Every time I bring my mealy cries to him and I weep and I whine and I worry and I fret, guess what? He says, I am in charge. I am ahead of it all. I know. I reign and rule. God has made all provision. That was the same scripture that's written in Hebrews 1, 10, and 12. I'm not going to read it. Paul wrote it. But he quoted this scripture in 102. In Malachi 3, verse 6, listen to the last book of the Old Testament. Malachi says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Wow. Praise God. See, you can, you can hear what I'm saying, but hear what he's saying. Do you know God had it written down? I am the Lord and I change not. He wants you to get this in your mind. God has not changed. Now I want you to turn to John 8. 8th chapter of the book of John. This is New Testament. And I want you to hear something. Because it goes along with what this is talking about. And I want you to hear it. It's talking about Jesus. Jesus was attacked by the Jewish people. By the religious people. In John the 8th chapter, I want you to look at starting about verse 54. And Jesus answered, he answered the Jewish people, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him. Wow. How many of those Jesus knew how to say it right, right and true? He looked right at the Jewish leaders and says, you have not known him. Well, let me tell you something. You want to stir up their feathers, that's the way you do it. He goes on to say, you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I should be a liar like unto you. But I know him and I keep his sayings. How many sees Jesus saying that? See, he says, I know my father, and I keep his sayings. I walk with him, I talk with him. I do his will, not mine. I lift up my, I don't lift up myself, he lifts me up if I get lifted up. Then he says, verse 56. 
He says, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Now, Jesus could have skipped this, but he didn't. I like this, Ken. He dug a little deeper. Let's just put that knife in there just a little deeper. He says, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Praise God. How many knows who Jesus is? He's the great I am. He is to be worshipped. With the great I am. Why? Because he, he pulled it right out and said it again. Leslie, he said it. I am. He connected something they didn't get. Only thing they knew was nobody claims to be God. Will We have a, a law that you stone them if they claim to be God. Wow. But Jesus stuck his foot right in it, didn't he? But let me tell you something. He was trying to say, I'm sent from my father. And I always do what he wants. And if I would lie to you and tell you I'm not, I don't know him. I'd be a liar like you, but the truth is, I know him. I know him. Before Abraham was, Jesus was. I mean, here's that. Listen to me, you need to fall on this today. You need to fall upon the fact that Jesus Christ was sent by the Heavenly Father. The great I Am sent a part of Him. He is the I Am. He became, he became one of us. But yet He was the great I Am. Hallelujah. Then took they up stones and cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Jesus Christ. When he says, I am, what's he connecting himself with? Number one, he's connecting himself oneness with the Father. When Jesus told them, I am, guess what he's saying? I am one with my heavenly Father. Praise God. I don't know about you, but that stirs me. I want to know the Savior I serve is the Son of the living God. When he says, I am, before Abraham was, I am, Jesus is saying, I'm one with the Father. And I am an eternal, an et I'm eternity. He is the eternal being. I mean, here's that. See, God is eternal. Jesus is saying, I am. He's saying he's eternal. Wow. Now when you get in Christ, now when you surrender yourself to him and he is the savior of the world, guess what? You're in him. And in him, I can live eternal. Long as he's in me and I'm in him, I am set up for heaven. No devil in hell can take it away from me. 
I belong to him. Not nothing I did. It's what he did. But he came to be the I am to whoever comes to him. Are you claiming him as your I am? See, I know he's all I need. I don't need the money. You may say, well, you're going to need it to pay your bills. Yeah. He already knows all those things. I ain't worried about those things. I know he ain't going to let me take none with me. So what good is it? He don't need it up there. The great I am has already set us up a place for eternity. He's provided all things for your tomorrow. But yet we're stuck in this flesh. I look in the mirror every day and I realize I'm going downhill. Praise God. I'm getting out of here soon. And I don't even feel like staying. Did you ever think about that? Sometimes I get up and I told Shirley I slept almost 11 hours the other day. Never do that. But I got up and felt sick to my stomach all day. And I told Shirley it ain't worth sleeping 11 hours. I'm awake, but I feel miserable. Ain't that pitiful? I want to be where he is. <coughs> I don't want to be here. I don't want to live eternally here. I want a new body. I want something worth living for, and this life ain't worth living for. I love what God gives me. I love what he blesses me with, but he blesses me with knowing who he is. That's what I learned. In Matthew 1.21, he says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, which means Savior. For he shall save his people from their sins. And on down in verse 23 of that Matthew 1, he says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Being interpreted, God with us. How many knows God is with us? How many knows that when you accept Christ as your Savior, you're accepting God with us? He is living in us, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Quit letting the devil talk you out of it. Quit listening to the lies on the other side. Because he is a liar. He always has been. John 17, 5 says, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. How many knows before the world was, Jesus was? Man, that puts him way past Abraham. That puts him way past the flood. He was with the Father and the glory of the Father. On down to verse 24 of John 17, it says, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me. For thou hast, thou loves me, thou, hast lo thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. I mean, no, Jesus is just talking to his father. John wrote it down, and I'm sure glad John wrote it down, for our ears to hear. 
You hear what I'm saying? When you read the Word of God, know this. It's written so we can receive of what Jesus said. In Colossians, first chapter, 15th verse, it talks about Jesus. It says, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things, there's that all things, created that are in heaven, that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Praise God. You know what? Jesus is ahead of it all. He rules it all. All things was put into his power and under his authority by the Father. Because why? He paid our price. And then when he left, he went away to prepare a place for you and I. Where he is, he wants us to be with him. We're going to share. We're going to be in the glory. You know what? When I read that, Sue, about the fourth chapter of Revelation, I read how they all gathered and he came and he took that scroll out of the hand of the Father. He was worthy. And they were all worshiping and they fell on their faces and began to worship. You going to be there on that day? Because I'm going to tell you something. That is a point of day for you and I to be there. It's already written that it's going to happen. Your name, if it's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you'll be there. Praise God. Your shyness will go away. You'll fall to his, to his feet. And you'll begin to worship. John wept because no one was worthy. But then the Lamb of God, the Lion of Judah, stepped out and took the scroll. He was worthy. And we're going to be there to see that day. Hallelujah. Colossians 2.9 says this, For in him, listen to this, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead body. How many hears what that is? In Jesus, all the fullness, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead body. Everything that you think God is, everything that you've read about how great he was, you can read about him parting the Red Sea. You can read about him turning the water to blood. You can read about the mountain. The Mount Sinai, when, when God came down upon the mountain, and they were afraid to even go near it. You can read all of those things of how, how great God is. And yet, all the fullness dwells in him. How many knows Jesus is all power? He's eternal. Yet he's love and compassion for you and I. He's the grace gift that God gave for you and I. See, I'm, I'm looking at a world that's wondering whether they should believe this or not. I'm looking at a churches that wonder, should we believe this gospel or should we just go on to something better? Should we fix it up for God and make it presentable for people? 
I'm going to tell you something. There's enough in here to fill you up the rest of your life. If you will get hungry to know who he is, he will begin to open your heart and you'll begin to shout. And like I told somebody before, you don't have to worry about losing friends. They'll lose you. Just get a hold of God and let them see God in you and they'll run from you if they don't want God. You ain't got to worry about it. Jesus said in Hebrew 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many knows Jesus didn't have to change nothing? He just did his Father's will. We need to do his will. We need to walk with our Savior every day. We need to love him. We need to proclaim his name. We need to love this gospel and not be ashamed of it. Are you ashamed to mention the name of Jesus? A world's telling us to shut up about it. Don't talk about it. Don't mention the name of Jesus. You can say God, but don't mention the name Jesus. And they're doing everything in the world to shut our children out. Take this generation out. Do not let them talk about God in school. Now, they can do it and the professors can do it, but no, it's going to be their way or you don't talk about it. Let me tell you something. That's sad. That's sad that this nation under God would be that. I don't know about you, but that bothers me. I'm 67 years old. I'm getting sick and tired of them telling me, shut up. They ain't never asked me to speak up, but if they ever do, I ain't going to have to shut up. I'm going to tell it like I see it. We need the truth spoken. Our children need to hear the truth. And I praise God they're being told the truth here. Our teachers teach our kids the truth. I even know our young people have studied the book of Revelation. They've went through a lot. I'm not telling you how smart they are. I'm telling you they're hungry to know what God is going to do. Our world needs to get hungry for what God's doing. Because he is the beginning and the end. Now I want to turn to the third one. The first one was the great I am. The second one was that Jesus says I am. Now I want you to turn to Revelation 1. First chapter. God spoke this to me and I want you to hear it. Do I understand all of this all the way? I don't think I understand it. I'm still digging, DJ. I'm still suffering. I'm still seeking and searching. I want God to open my mind, but he can't put more on me than I can handle. So he just gives me a little bit at a time. But I want you to look at Revelation, the first chapter, and I want you to look at verse 4. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ to the churches. And this is John, verse 4 says, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be to you and peace from him which is, listen, which is, which was and which is to come. Uh-oh. Do you know he is? Do you know he was? And do you know he is to come? Amen. Our God's not outclassed. He's not, uh, how do you say it? He's not put in a place where all of a sudden he's not popular no more. They can't shut down God. 
They can't shut down the name of Jesus Christ. They've tried for 2,000 years. There was a time when Russia, being on the news so much, there was a time when Russia spent 70 years getting rid of every book that mentioned the name of Jesus. You wasn't allowed to have it. They, they burned them all. They got rid of them all. They wanted to call themselves an atheistic country. You weren't allowed to have a Bible. You weren't allowed to have any of those things. They burn all the books. Our young people don't hardly know that kind of history because they don't teach that history no more. But the fight is not between Russia and America. The fight is between God and whoever they are. And Russia stepped up and tried their best to cut God out of their country. Our own Democratic Party made the statement, we don't want God mentioned in our campaign. Yeah, you don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't think the Republicans ought to speak it either if they don't know what they're talking about. But God's going to hold them accountable. Because you know why? He not only was, he is. That means right now you're going to face him. Right now, we stand before God. Right now, he's the God of this generation. But he is also the God is to come. He is also the one that is to come for you and I. How many knows? He's also the one who come and pass judgment upon this world. He is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before the throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, washed us from our sins with his own blood, and made, hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse 7. Behold, he comes with clouds. Uh-oh. How many knows he's coming? Behold, he comes with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. How many knows something's been declared here? He's not only coming, but they that have pierced him. Who's that? The Jewish people. They pierced their own Savior. They pierce the son of the living God. They will weep and they will wail. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, I think it is. says all of Israel will see him and they will begin to wail and to begin to weep because they knew they turned him down. But see, God's there with his hand out to Israel one more time. He's given them grace one more time. It says all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. If you're not living for him, you'll wail because of him. If you're here when the church is gone, you'll wail. Not because of fear. You'll wail because you missed him. You refused him. You rejected him. The very God that sent his own son, you have rejected him. See, you only have one choice. You make your choice now. That's really the only choice. Verse 
Verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega. That's uh, Greek. It's talking about the last and the first. He says, I'm the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come. The Almighty, he says. Uh-oh. Something happening here. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ steps into the, to the words of God. And he proclaims himself there. You and I know we don't ever measure up. But our heavenly Savior came down, paid the price, and he was accepted by the Father. And in him all come. If you don't come by Jesus Christ, you don't come. You can call yourself a godly person. You can proclaim God. You can talk about God. You can sing about God. But if you don't come through his son, you have missed it. He is the only door. John 1, 1 says this. What time is it? Come up, Matthew. John 1, 1 says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I may know who the Word is. It's Jesus Christ. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In Revelation 22, <coughs> verse 13, he says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. See, John 1 says, I just read it, now listen. John 1 says Jesus was. He was the word. He was from the beginning. How many knows? He was. But this one here says he is. I am Alpha and Omega, beginning and the ending, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, and they that have the right to the tree of life. They may enter through the gates of the city. He also says in verse 12, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. To give every man according as his work shall be. Revelation 4 8 says, The four beasts. This is the four beasts in that worship that talking about what, what Sue was talking about. It says, And the four beasts which had them had each of them six wings about them, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty which was, is, and is to come. Revelation eleven seventeen. It says, Saying, we give thee thanks, O Lord God. This is talking about the four and twenty elders. And it says, Which art, which was, which art to come, because thou hast taken to thee the great, thy great power and hast reigned. Jesus stepped out and he's reigning. How many knows what I'm talking about? He began to reign, and the four and twenty elders understood it was him to take the reins. Praise God. Give him praise for who what he is and for who he is and what he's doing. Because, see, you and I have a Savior and a Lord and a leader that's going to take our place. He's going to lead us into victory. Revelation 21, 6, and he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst 
of the fountain of the water of life free. There's one scripture I've ignored, and I'm going to bring it to you now. I'm not going to read it to you, I'm just going to tell you something. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says, talks about this. Every knee shall bow, and every eye, and every tongue shall confess. What will they, what will they, what will they bow to, and what will they confess? That Jesus Christ is Lord. Now listen to me. He's not only talking about the church. He's talking about this world. One day, when Jesus comes back, when he makes his presentation upon us and we come with him as church, I'm talking about riding white horses. You read it for yourself. But when we come back with him, it ain't us that's going to fight. He'll do the fighting. But it says here, Every knee shall bow. You know what? I can't help if our president's not a Christian, if our ex-president's not a Christian. I can't help Pelosi. I can't help none of the rest of them. But can I tell you something? One day, no matter what they say about this gospel of Jesus Christ, one day every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that what? Jesus Christ is Lord. You've got an opportunity today while the hand of God is reaching out to you. You can bow to him today. You say, well, I'd be too embarrassed. I had a guy tell me one time I'd witnessed to him for 30 minutes. He looked at me and he says, I ain't bowing to nobody. When he said that, the Holy Spirit cut him off. I couldn't say hardly anything to him after that, Bill. I was dumbfounded. I began to pray for him short time his whole life fell apart next time he saw me his eyes was that big why he said I wouldn't send nobody to hell I don't care who they were and I said God's like the rotten apple if there's a rotten apple in the bushel he's got to throw it out it'll ruin the rest of it God's not going to allow sin into heaven. You either come and get your heart right with God now, or you'll be cast out. Are we too good to bow before God? Are we too good to admit that we did wrong? God is speaking to hearts. He's trying his best to let you know that he's God and he never changed. Oh, we got all kinds of technology. We got nice houses. I got a couple of comfortable chairs. I had to switch in them because my body's so old, it hurts in either one of my chairs. But the truth is, the truth is, he's coming back for us. Are you looking for him? Are you satisfied here with what you got? You're going to live for yourself to the end and take your chances? Or do you see yourself coming to him and say, Lord, 
even when I don't feel right, even when I don't feel good, I know who I belong to. I know who I need every day. I see so many false commercials on television. I don't know what, what is it, Omega XL. They swear up and down it to cover everything. Any, any ache and pain you got, get Omega XL. They got hats you can put on, make your hair grow. They got everything, and they swear by it. I thought I'd never seen so much false garbage going on. But as long as we're willing to go after those things instead of God, the devil's going to keep throwing them at us. I need him. My tomorrow is in him. He is who was, he is who is, and he's who to come. And you know what? I know I'm in a temporary body. But I'm talking about an eternal God that calls me his own. I'm nobody, but I'm a child of God. And that means I am serving the who is, who was, and is to come. I'm talking about eternity. You and I can't claim eternity outside of Christ that paid our price. Don't put it off no more. While he's speaking to you. Day. You come to him. Do you have to see everything clear? Do you have to know everything? If you do, you're going to be a whole lot ahead, a lot farther up the road than me, because I don't see and understand it all. But I'm still searching, and I know who I am. Believe, and I'm persuaded he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Everybody stand if you will. If you need to pray today, you come. If you don't know Jesus is your Savior, guess what? He's coming soon. He is still the was, the is, and the is to come. But he is coming. He will surely come. You can go to another church where they won't tell you about this. You can go to a church where they'll pat you on the back and tell you, don't worry about it, you're fine. You can have your sin and serve God too. And I'll tell you right now, that's a lie. You need to get in the Bible, and you need to find out who he really is. Because why would he give us power to be set free from sin for us to go ahead and sin? Why would he let his son die for that? He came to set us free. If you're not free today in him, you need to come. We're not asking you to come to this church. We're not asking you to, to surrender yourself to us. We're asking you to come to Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. You come while they sing. Hear the voice of love that's calling. There's a chair that waits for you. And a friend who understands everything you're going through. standing at a distance in the shadow of your shame but there's a light of hope that 
that's shining, won't you come and take your place? And bring it all to the table. There's nothing he ain't seen in the 103rd Psalm I think it's verse 13 it says as a father pities his children so our heavenly father pities them that fear him if you're afraid today what's happening your heavenly father already knows the remedy he's telling you bring your cares song is about. Bring it to Jesus. He cares about his own. God did not wind us up as Christians and let us run out. He is going to see us through to the end. He is going to provide for you, take care of you. He's going to stir your heart. He's going to stir you to repent and he's going to stir you to praise him. Have to make up your mind. Lord, I need you every day, every hour. 
I don't want to take a day off from serving God. I don't want to take a day off from talking to Him. Lord, I need you. If all you're doing is watching the news, I know you're in fear. Or you're in doubt. But if you're watching Him, keeping your eyes on Him, He's your answer. He'll encourage you. Sometimes we get up, we say to ourselves, I don't know if I should go to church today or not. I think I'll just stay home and watch Who Shot John. But the real truth is, the enemy will keep you away every day you, you give him a chance. Make up your mind, you're going to serve God. He's coming soon, church. He's winding it up. He is the one to come, and he will not delay his coming. He will come at the right time. I said it last week, the twinkling of an eye is awful fast. You ain't going to have time to pray. You ain't going to have time to get ready. Your time to get ready is now. <laughs> 